You're listening to The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a podcast by students of the game for students of the game. Join Dell and BJ in conversations about poker theory and bridging the gap between theory and application. We're all in this together. This week's topic, the stoic poker player. Hey, Dell, how's it going this week? It's going. We're, we're going to try to make a positive opinion on this. Life is what you make it, you know, and I'm going to make it a good life. So I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Okay. I was doing really well as of about an hour ago, and I'll get to that. I played poker this weekend, and we're going to talk about this in the podcast. I had an amazing result, and I cannot take credit for it. It's not really, you were mentioning life is what you make of. I did not play exceptionally well. All I did was play ABC, boring poker, and was the benefactor of two drinking whales, maybe geysers, because they were spewing chips my way. It was just a beautiful thing. I just sat there and soaked up the chips. And while I would think a lot of players would be like, wow, I'm such a great player. Look how much I won. Or they might say, I'm a terrible player. Look how much I lost. I had the presence of mind to realize, you know what? I just existed at the poker table and the chips came my way. Sometimes you don't have to make poker any harder than it needs to be. And this weekend was incredibly simple poker. Now, I mentioned I was having a great weekend until about an hour ago. Taking out the recycling is bad for your health. I took out the recycling and my wife opened the door. I was coming around the side of the house and my wife opened the door and I looked to see what she was doing. And I completely forgot that our neighbors had opened the trunk of their minivan. And I'm looking over to my wife and I, I walked straight into the back door of the minivan and I got like inch and a half gash in my left ear and it bled profusely and I have a massive headache. It hurt a lot. Wow, it hurt a lot. Man, recycling is bad for your health, but good for the environment. Still do it. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to agree with that notion that it's bad for your health because, um, well, my wife owns guns and it would be bad for me not to take the recycling out anyways. But uh, I'm sorry you hurt your ear. That's okay. That's okay. We had mentioned at the outset of the show, life is what you make of it. And we want to talk about stoicism in poker this week because stoicism is a really good philosophy that we think poker players can and should adopt at the poker table. But we need to talk about what it is and what it isn't. And I think what I'd like to do is talk about some of the tenets, talk about like the five key tenets of stoicism, how it relates to poker. And maybe you and I can talk about how we've experienced them in our lives, both on and off the felt. I'm going to be honest. This is like a little bit uh, scary for me because normally when we bring up a topic, I feel pretty confident about it. I'm not all that confident about this, but I know that I'm starting to apply the principles in my life. I'm starting to see a difference. And I certainly have applied them a little bit on the table. And I can tell you that I can see a difference. And most of the difference is going to be in my mental game and my attitude, my, my mental health, basically is what I'm looking at with it. Okay, excellent. Well, first, what is stoicism and what isn't it? I a lot of people know. hear, well, there you go. A lot of people hear stoicism colloquially as being unflappable, as being very even keeled and unaffected by emotions, kind of like Spock in Star Trek. You could probably say Spock was a stoic because not a lot of stuff affected. Stoicism is actually more than that. Stoicism is a branch of philosophy that was created in ancient Greece by Epictetus. And it's really these tenets of approaching life 
as if you are a piece of a giant orchestra. They have this whole thing of logos and that being the driving force between a lot of things that happen in life. And if you've heard that phrase, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you make of it, that kind of gets to the heart of stoicism. And I think the problem we're trying to address in this show this week is how to apply those concepts to improve your poker. We could argue that your mental game is more important than the fundamentals of poker. You could have the most perfect fundamentals available, but if your mental game sucks, you're not going to be able to apply those fundamentals in a way that will get you profit. You're just going to bleed chips because you're emotionally unstable or there's problems. And stoicism might be a tool you could use to ground yourself mentally and approach the game from a healthier mindset. Let's go ahead and talk about the tenets, some of these five tenets of stoicism. And I think each one has a quote, and then we can talk about how that relates to our lives. So the first tenet is ignore what others are doing. Do not waste what remains of this life in speculating about your neighbors. Now, that doesn't mean don't pay attention to your opponents. You still need to pay attention to your opponents and uncover their exploits by seeing their tendencies. It's not so much be oblivious to the people around you. It's more about occupying your time unnecessarily from what others are doing, like social media, spending countless hours on Facebook or TikTok for some sort of external form of self-validation, or keeping up with the Joneses and trying to compare yourselves to others. That's, I think, what they meant by ignore what others are doing. Right. So I, I see this in a couple of ways. One of the things that stands out to me when I think about this is I think about the fact that the greater majority of players are going to be losing players. There's no way to really come up with a number, but most people guess that far north of 90% of poker players are losing players. And if that's true, well, I don't really care what they're doing. I don't care what they're doing in their game. So I'm what I'm doing is I'm trying to study the game. I'm trying to learn from my teachers, coaches, and I'm trying to investigate theories on my own also. But I don't care what Joe Schmo from Pocono thinks about the line I took because he's probably not a winning player. And I think it goes further than that. We, we have such a fear of missing out in, in this country that I think that part of the thing here is, is that when I start worrying about what others are doing, I lose focus on my goal that I'm trying to obtain. So I think that's a large part of it there. If we're worried about what others are doing, then we're not accomplishing what we're meant to do. Yeah, I think we can also talk ourselves. We were talking about leveling ourselves last week. I think we can kind of level ourselves against the field when we pay more attention to others than we really ought to. Look, play your game the best you know how. Don't let the way that other people play get to you. If you're at a table of a bunch of loose, aggressive, splashy gamblers, don't just join in the fray. They might judge you if you knit it up, or you might not actually knit it up, but they might perceive you to be knitting it up. If you just play your game the way you know how, why should you care that the rest of the table of splashy gamblers looks down upon you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be winning their chips more often than not. So don't fall into their trap. Don't join in just because that's what, it's like peer pressure. You know, don't succumb to the peer pressure. All right. The second tenet, do you have anything else to add on that one, Dell? I'm good to move on. That was good, by the way. Tenet number two, 
Your reality is made of your opinion. Marcus Aurelius said, life is what you deem it to be. Now, I don't exactly agree whole hog with this tenant, and I know Dell and I are going to talk about it because we can talk about what stoicism is and what it isn't and how this applies to life. But I think one thing Marcus Aurelius was mentioning about is that there may be no objective reality outside your perceptions. And I don't agree with that. If you happen to think that gravity doesn't exist outside your perception, then try exiting your house out of your second story window and let me know how that goes for you. Actually, don't do that because I don't want to be sued and the blinds team and the blinds will not be held liable for any damages caused by the result of the actions you take based on what I just said. But there is a reality outside of us. This isn't solipsism. Reality does not exist just because we make it that way. Now that said, this is that whole thing about life is 10% what happens to you and 90% of what you make of it. Yeah, you know, BJ and, and I really don't disagree on this, but we also don't wholeheartedly agree with this because I, I'll say that this is very true. Obviously, that he's right in the sense that I have to deal with the solidity of reality. That all being said, what I'm looking at when I think about this tenant is I'm thinking about my perception of life in general. If I think it's a good life, it's a good life. And if I think it's a bad life, it's a bad life. And, and there's choice in that. It's not always easy. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. There are people who are going through awful, awful things. And there are people who go through those awful things. And, and I understand why would they would think it's a bad life. But there's also people who go through those awful things and they still think life is a good life. So I know there's choice. Is it easy? No. It's, it's, and sometimes for some, it may be impossible. We're not all wired the same. And I don't want to take away any validity of anybody else's pain. But when we look at this talking about poker and we go in there, if you think that your aces always get cracked, well, that's all you're going to ever see is just getting cracked. So that becomes your reality. Your reality is, is has been formed by your opinion. My aces always get cracked. I have to take in, go all in with my aces or they'll get cracked. I have to take in and limp with my aces because they're going to get cracked if I don't. And that becomes your reality. If your reality is, I know the odds are in my favor playing this hand this way, well, that becomes your reality. Um, there has to be some validity to it. Can't say that I know playing deuces always beats aces because that's going to become very painful for you over time as your reality gets shattered. But even in that sense, you still form your own reality because you're going to notice every time the deuces beat the ace, and you're going to conveniently reduce the, the the memory of those times the aces actually did what they were supposed to, which was beat the deuces. So I, I think that's the spirit of this. I don't know because I wasn't there when they they were when they decided to make this tenant. But where I'm going with. No, I think that's a perfectly valid approach, and I think it would serve us well to observe how others treat their realities. I've seen plenty of times, I actually saw it this weekend, where one player consistently argued that they always got sucked out on the river. The river was always the worst card. They'd be winning, then the river would come and they'd lose. Over and over and over. Now, this wasn't really always the case, but the way they saw it made it always the case. So I was in a hand with this player, and an ace came on the river, and they checked, and I bet big, and they open-folded King Jack. They had second pair. They, were, they had me crushed into the river. But I knew because they hated getting sucked out in the river so much that I could pull off this big bluff and they would again bemoan their fate because, well, they always get sucked out on. So if you can watch that in other people, you can kind of manufacture EV. 
But yeah, life is really how you react to events. And how you react to events is sometimes more important than the events themselves. Experience doesn't happen to you. Experience is what you gain from the things that happen to you. Gaining experience is a completely subjective thing. Like I don't get experience just because my aces got cracked. The experience I gain is from understanding the lessons from my aces getting cracked. Did I get it all in with the best of it? Sure. Did I lose? Fine. Whatever. That happens. Did I get it all in with the worst of it and I still lost? Okay, maybe there's something I can learn from that. The third tenet of Stoicism is do less. If thou wouldst know contentment, let thy deeds be few. I always fall into this trap. And I probably every six months to a year have an existential crisis of how do I spend my time? Golf, poker, both playing and studying, podcasting, including post-production and website curation, real estate, crypto research and investment, weightlifting, trying to binge watch shows on Hulu. And I just got another one. I used to play Minecraft back when my son was younger. Minecraft 1.18 just got released and the new version is so much better than previous versions I played. I really want to go back to playing Minecraft and I cannot for the life of me find time to do it. The tool is really to find your passions and lean into them at the exclusion of almost anything else. Why do I binge watch Hulu? Is that really the best use of my time? Probably not. Why do I really spend so much time researching crypto? Do I really need to? I could just do dollar cost averaging and ride the waves like any normal investment, like were I to invest in mutual funds for retirement. So it's really kind of inspecting your life and finding out what you want to do, where your desires lie, where your passions are, and follow those. And I struggle a lot with this. I don't know, Dell, if you struggle with this too. I do, because, you know, what happens is there's a couple of things that happen. We tend to have lofty dreams. And when we start to go and pursue them, we tend to go overboard and get overwhelmed. And when we get overwhelmed, we tend to do none of the things we set out to do. And that is the, the pattern I get stuck in. So one of the things that I think is important about this is do less. This really applies more to life than poker because your your poker goals might be to just be the best player in your home game or you're happy to go there to the casino once a month and you just don't want to get your butt kicked. So anyways, your goals could be different, but this still applies to your life because what it really means for me is that I need to do less of the stuff that is trivial, that does not further me in reaching my goals. So maybe your goal is to be the best astrophysicist in the world. Maybe it's got nothing to do with poker. Well, then you should eliminate the trivial things that detract from reaching that goal. For me, it's it's all the time wasters on electronics. Like Forge Empires is one that just absolutely eats up far too much of my time. I probably should get rid of it. And that's probably one of the things that's going to happen from, from this podcast is that's going to go. TikTok's going to go the time wasters are going to go because they detract from me achieving my goals. So I, I feel that's the spirit of this one. You know, we're going to do less of the things that detract us from, from our purpose. And again, I think it goes all back to focus. I think you're going to find that throughout Stoicism, from what I understand of it, there's a lot that is about focusing on your purpose. I do want to give ourselves and our listeners a little bit of grace. Just because you spend time doing things that are not aligned with your goal or your purpose, that does not mean you're lazy. You're just distracted or maybe distractible and need to work on your willpower. 
And honestly, we're going to fall from time to time. I'm going to still watch Hulu. I just started Hitmonkey, which is a new Marvel series on Hulu. I'm going to finish that. Stoicism be darned. I'm still going to finish season one of Hitmonkey because I love it. Also, that doesn't mean there should not be room for fun. I'm not saying do everything because it doesn't align with my goal of golf or poker or whatever. We do still need to have some fun. Again, it kind of needs to be in moderation. I think the one thing we could do, and maybe we could market this, and my, my father used to do this. And I know he listens to our podcast. So I'm going to give my father a shout out here. He used to make these wooden discs that had the word to it on them because people would say, I want to do such and such when I get around to it. Well, you know what? He created round to it. So maybe we could have a TBS TV brand round to it. I, I need and one there of those. You go. We all need <laughs> one of those. Do you have anything else to add on that tenant, Dell? I don't. The fourth tenant might seem kind of morbid, but it isn't when you realize it's going to drive focus and direction to your life. Death knocks at your door. We've all heard carpe diem, but have we really ever understood what it meant to seize the day? Here's the quote. Regard what time has been given you as an uncoveted surplus. Every day is a gift. I know this sounds campy. It's one of those motivational poster type things. That's why they call the past the past, the future the future, and they call the present the present. You never know when you're going to die, so make the most of it. There will never be more people older than you on earth ever, and there will always be an increasing number of people younger than you. Just make what you can. I try not to dwell on death as like a morbid curiosity, like just wondering how I'm going to go. But remind ourselves of the fleeting nature of life gives us purpose. If I lived forever, if I was Highlander and there could be only one, I don't know why there were ever sequels because there's only one Highlander. Anyway, if you live forever, there would be no sense of urgency. I would have no desire to invest aggressively because if I put a penny in some stock right now or a mutual fund and let it ride for 10,000 years, I'm going to be pretty well off. If I want to improve my golf game, I have literally all the time in the world to do so. I don't need to go practice. I'll just play. By virtue of playing all the time, I will eventually get better. So be present in what you do. If you don't have to do it and you have the means to pay someone else to, maybe do that. You know, maybe if you have the means and you can save yourself some time by doing curbside pickup at the grocery store or, you know, there's, there are a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of websites that can espouse outsourcing the, the trivial aspects of life. If you're able to do so, do so. If not, don't. That's fine. I love this idea because as an economist by trade, life is a constant consideration of opportunity costs. You choose to do something at the exclusion of everything else. I right now am recording this podcast with Dell at the exclusion of everything. I could be playing video games. I could be playing poker. I could be watching Hitmonkey on Hulu. I'm not. I'm choosing my time to do this. So if I'm making the choice to do what I'm doing, I might as well be present in what I'm doing. I agree. I agree. I think that, I think this is like, you described this as a little morbid, but I, I think this is actually beautiful. And the reason I think it's beautiful is this. I've lost a couple of friends this year. And I can honestly tell you that both of them were surprises. They were both surprises. It wasn't, nobody expected it to happen. And and that's the truth about it. Rare occasion do we have 
a situation where we're pretty clear on when we're going to pass. Most of us are clueless. We have no idea. I hope it doesn't happen. But the reality is, is either one of us could pass before this podcast is done being recorded. So when you look at it that way, you get to take and look at every moment as, uh, I don't want to use the word blessed. I really don't like the word. It's not a bad word. I just don't care for it. But I would definitely say it's a look at it that way. And I will say that it really changes the way you interact with people. You know, I was a little short with you earlier, and I told you why. I don't think I apologize. I'm going to take a moment right now and say, hey, I'm sorry about that. Because the reality is I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to if I don't do it. And that's the beauty of this tenant is that if you treat it like death is at the door, then you know that you don't you need to take and do the things you need to do now, whether it's telling your spouse that you love them or giving your kid a call or any particular thing that needs to be done hopefully good to it. Yeah, you know, as you're, as you're talking about that, I realized that this tenant is really closely related to the previous one because we talk about not doing things until you get around to it. Well, I mean, sure, you could at some point in the near future buy around to it from our merch store, but assuming you don't ever get around to it, you might not have the time to get around to it. You might never get around to it. So do it now. Get off your duff. Do it now. But it also occurs to me, like, if you're going to be present, then be present at the poker table. You know, don't get distracted by the televisions with all the different sports on them. Don't get distracted by high-hand promotions that might affect the way you play. Don't get distracted by your phone, like watching Facebook or, or TikTok or Clash of Clans or that Empire game you were talking about. Pay attention to the people around you. Observe their tendencies be in every hand, even when you're not in the hand. If you fold, put yourself in someone else's shoes and pretend that you're them and try to play out the hand as if you were them. That gives you an opportunity to be present. So you can really always find some way to be present. I mean, even at work, we don't necessarily get paid to do what we like to do. Our job doesn't pay us necessarily to like what we do. Our jobs pay us to be effective. Now, are there things I love about my job? Absolutely. Are there things that I don't particularly like? Yes. And I still do them because it's the professional thing to do. And I have the presence of mind to do that. Whatever you end up doing, be present. The fifth and final tenet that we want to talk about on this podcast is that you are stronger than you think. And here's the quote. How lucky I am that it has left me with no bitterness, unshaken by the present and undismayed by the future. The thing could have happened to anyone, but not everyone would have emerged unembittered. What doesn't kill us mutates and tries again. If, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, but then it mutates and, and tries again. Honestly, and this is going to come as a shout out to a lot of people, sometimes just living is an act of courage. I know there have been a lot of people in my life who have struggled through the pandemic. There are all these memes floating when we were in lockdown that says, wow, I had like three weeks to clean my entire house. Apparently, having time to clean my house is not the problem. That kind of ignores the fact that we're all busy kind of freaking out, trying to figure out what this new normal is, just trying to survive. Again, let's give ourselves some grace here, okay? We're dealing with the pandemic. We're having troubles. That's fine. Outside of that, if you want to excel in your field, like Dell mentioned, maybe you want to be the best astrophysicist around, be a good buddy with Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's, I would say that would be 
a first step, but you're going to encounter obstacles. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to encounter outright pain. Endure that and the reward is great. What I would say is on the poker table or even off the poker table, engage in more focused, purposeful study. Studying might be painful. You might not like it. It might be one of those things you don't enjoy doing. You're stronger than you think. You can handle some study. Just buckle down and do it. When you suffer a bad beat, think, wow, this could easily have broken others, but it hasn't broken me. And I'm going to reflect on that bad beat. I'm going to not be judgmental. I'm going to be curious. And I'm going to try to find out what I can learn from that experience. What do you think, Dal? Yeah, I, I, I loved all of that. I think that when we apply this to poker, the place that people are going to see the most is during this is this is when this applies to and we've got to watch a couple of our coaches this year go through massive downswings and both ended up coming out the other side better players well i don't know if they became better players they're pretty good players to begin with but they both came out the other side of it and are winning more money than ever before and i know that i've gone through a massive downswing here over the last you know year and a half and the reality is that's when you have to have that strength and that sense of purpose. And the reality is, is if you cannot see in that time of trouble something good in yourself, then you're going to quit. You're going to give up. So I have become so much better of person over the last couple of years. I've become so much better of a player over the last couple of years. And I've certainly have had a lot more empathy for others at the table over the last couple of years. So yeah, I was stronger than I thought, you know, and because of that, I know it's poker. You know what I mean? We didn't really build it up. And, and those those times are really frustrating. It's just poker. It's not going through cancer. It's not going through the pandemic. It's not going through financial disruption, but the principle still applies. We are all stronger than we think. And as long as we believe that, we can face those situations with courage and uh, with a little bit of stoicism, never too high, never too low. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, th I think it's interesting that the adversity is what makes us grow. Good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. If we made the right judgments all the time right out the gate, what would we learn? What kind of feedback would we receive? Probably none. We would probably coast along and then become complacent become jaded, become disillusioned with the game, frankly, and then probably quit, like you mentioned. But no, we, we stick with it. We get through the bad times. We learn. We create better times out of that. And then we end up enjoying the game more. I also think it's interesting that pretty much everybody is a hero in their own story, and yet almost everybody discounts their own strength. So, Del, how do you plan to take these Stoic principles moving forward? You had mentioned at the outset that you had started already. Yeah, I, I haven't read any books on it, but I have a few Instagram feeds that are Stoic feeds, and it comes up with the quotes, and I try to apply those quotes to that day. And I'm trying to just start practicing more in my life, mostly because, you know, one of the things that I think is important is that I don't want to be making decisions with emotions. I, I look around the country right now and I see a lot of crap going on and I'm not going to go down one side or the other. But what I can tell you is that the greater majority of people that we're hearing from are making decisions based on emotions. And that's a good way to make bad decisions. And when we play at the poker table, decisions based on emotions, we make bad decisions. So I feel like 
that as I add this more and more to, we talked about these five tenets, but there's a lot of tenets to stoicism. One of them is if you're not in control of your emotions, then they control you. (laughs) And that's the big part for me right now is to, I want to take and have control of my, does that mean I'm going to be unfeeling? No, I feel just like any other human, but what I want to control is the emotions and the reactions to it. I want to be able to take and make my decisions based on the information, good information, because a lot of people, a lot of people right now aren't looking for good information. They're just looking for any information that agrees with their opinion. And I want to be able to make my decisions in life and at the poker table based on good information. How about you? How are you going to use them? Well, first, let me say that your approach sounds like it's really good. And I'm, I'm interested in watching you along your journey to see how that goes. The stoic principle that I want to practice first and foremost is doing less. I do a lot. I'm not sure how I cram all of it into a day, but I do a lot. I still have time for free time. I still have leisure time. I'm not complaining there, but I'm not really sure that all the things I do really align with my goals and my purpose, and where I want my focus to be. I had mentioned I would really love to play Minecraft, the newest release. I don't think I will. I don't think it aligns with my goals. I do want to spend more time studying poker. Again, it's not really the most pleasant thing for me to do, but I'm stronger than I think, and I know I can handle it. So I think that's where I'm going to focus. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do less and see if I can get more out of life by doing less. I would like to say that anybody listening, it's a very fascinating philosophy, and this is just five tenets of it. If you found any of these, you might want to go with a deeper look. I know that over the next few months, I'm going to go with a deeper look. I can tell you that as far as a lot of the people that I interact with that are higher performers, a lot of them are practicing these principles. They may not necessarily espound to stoicism. They may just do this stuff because it's part of their routine or part of the who they are. They may have gotten it from somewhere else. And I'm, you know, I'm not certainly not going to say this is the only way. But it, it's amazing how as I go through this and I learn a little more about it, how much I see it in all the high performers. Excellent. Well, I have nothing else to add to this topic. How about you, Dell? I no, not a thing. This has been awesome, BJ. Thanks again. Thank you. It's always great as always. And until next week, take a look at these five tenants and find a way to incorporate at least one of them into your life this coming week. This has been The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a podcast by students of the game for students of the game. If you haven't already done so, consider subscribing. And when you're not counting your chips, take a moment to leave the guys a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours.